Welcome to the Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Reed. What's up, everyone? Connor here, um, and I want to welcome you back to the Impact Podcast, um, episode four. Um, and as always, if this is your first time joining us. I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episode. Start at the intro and work your way up here. Um, but for now, I want to welcome you to the Impact Podcast. Um, some of you might be thinking, Connor, you took a week off. What was the deal with that? Um, and guys, as I said in the beginning, I just want to be completely real. I want this podcast to be 100% real. Um, life got rough there for about a week. Um, and what I mean is you know, everything was kind of great. Um, and we just, you know, with this virus and things going on at church, um, my schedule got bombarded. Um, and so there was other things that I had to take care of and tend to. Um, but we're back. We're back on track. The Lord has um, intervened in those situations um, and, and he is in control. Um, so I just want to welcome us back and get us used to being back on the Impact Podcast. Um, and tonight, uh, as we record this, um, I am more than happy to introduce to you all um, someone that I would consider um, a later in life friend. And what I mean by that is um, I didn't grow up with this guy. Um, we actually grew up playing football against each other and really wasn't introduced to each other um, until our senior year. Uh, we met playing golf with some mutual friends. Um, and from that point, the Lord has kind of used him um, in my life and myself in his life in a big way. Um, so tonight I am extremely excited to introduce to you um, Braxton Bratcher. Um, Braxton, how are you? Doing all right, Connor. Thanks for uh, having me on, man. Yeah, I'm man. excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad you're here. Um, and so as we kind of get started, um, Braxton, I, I want us to just establish at this point right here um, how much that you mean to me, um, how much I value our friendship. Um, I value um, what I would consider a brotherhood. Um, gra- graduating from different high schools, um, playing football on the opposite side of the f- field from each other. Um, you know, the Lord has obviously blessed us to be as good of friends as we are. Um, so Braxton, as we dive in tonight, I, I guess the label I want to put on this is when life gets hard, um, God's got us. Um, so Braxton, as we um, dive into this, man, I just to kind of give them a little bit of the listeners, a little bit of insight of our friendship. Um, we went to Kentucky Wesleyan together. Um, we were roommates, um, joined the same fraternity. Um, and man, I would just consider um, you one of those guys that have seen me at my very best and seen me at my very worst. Um, you know, you played a big part of my life and I'll, I'll let you give a little bit of insight of, um, your side of our friendship, man. I just want to, um, establish right here in the beginning, um, just how much you've mean to me and how great of an impact you've had on my life. Um, and I'm very thankful to be sitting here tonight, um, years later, um, only to say that our, um, friendship, our brotherhood has gotten stronger. Um, so Braxton, if you want to go ahead and kind of give us a, a little bit of insight on your perspective um, of who I am in your life and our friendship. Yeah. So our friendship, um, you know, like you said, it, as far as years go, it hasn't been very long um, in the grand scheme of things, but it feels like it's been forever. So uh, for all the listeners that don't know, uh, actually, whenever my deep, my biggest memory, I guess, from like the early days was, um, Connor graduated um, high school. I went to his graduation. 
Um, I was actually class president at my high school and gave a speech at my graduation and everything. And I could not convince him to come to mine. So um, I'll never, never let him uh, live that one down. But um, so, no, we, we like you said, we met you know on a golf course. And we've been on the golf course ever since. We're playing all the time. And so, you know, we became roommates, went to Cato, uh, lived in the worst dorm on campus. But uh, if you ask anybody on that hall, they'll tell you that, you know, we enjoyed being around each other more than anybody on that campus. Uh, and the thing about Connor is, is he's easy to love. Um, he's a great dude. But, you know, the easiest thing about Connor is he's the biggest guy in the room. Um, so it's hard to miss Connor. But it's not just his size. It's his heart. And the way that Connor, you know, loves and the way that Connor accepts, you know, no matter what's going on with you, it's it's hard to to not love Connor back. It's It really is. But, you know, our journey through college, you know, we went to the same college for a couple of years. But through those couple of years, uh, I think, you know, Connor says I've seen him at his highs and his lows. He's And he's seen me at my highest and my lowest for sure. Um, during those years because you know if you all those who have gone to college or you know graduated high school and gone on your own you know that you know you you're going to make dumb decisions and, and life's going to throw its its trials at you when you're not under your parents roof anymore and um, you know it's that's tough that's real tough but for me when I had somebody like Connor in my corner it made it a lot easier it made life a lot easier um, you know it made day-to-day a lot better for me but you know, Connor, I appreciate you saying what you're doing about me, man. But you mean way more to me than you could ever you could ever know. Uh, and, and I'm not going to sit here and just have a brag session on Connor for the listeners to you know hear. But it's true. You know, Connor making this podcast. Uh, you know, I've, I wanted I encouraged him to do that because Connor has a lot to say, and not just for him to to sit and talk, but for you listeners. You know, Connor has a lot going on. You know, for you guys, and and it'll mean a lot to you. Just stay with the podcast for sure. Yeah. Um, so Braxton, as we, as we continue on this journey um, of talking about when life gets rough, God's there. Um, you know, I, I have to, I have to just jump right into this. Um, you know, the Lord has blessed us both with great, great wives. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I particularly am very blessed with the wife and the bride that the Lord blessed me with. And I say that to lead to this point that um, I married somebody that I had no idea was out there until the Lord placed her in my life. And I say that to say that, you married the essentially the high school sweetheart. Um, your your wife and your bride went to a different high school, but you all loved each other for all those years. Um, and so I say that to say this: that one of my greatest joys um, in our life is that I've kind of been able to foster um, a relationship in your relationship. Hmm. Um, and you know, and I don't I don't want to give too much away, but one thing that I know is for certain um, that you know I, I don't ever want to make my marriage seem great. Um, because we definitely have our ups and downs. Um, I love my wife to death. Um, she's great. She is the exact woman that the Lord um, knew I needed. Um, but as you and Hannah, you know, in, in college, I remember all those days and years that, man, you knew that Hannah was the one that you wanted to marry. Um, and I think if she was here, that she would say the same thing. Um, but but as, as we dive into this, when life gets rough, um, God's there for us. Man, I just kind of want to um, I, well, I just want us to know that my, one of my greatest joys is being able to walk alongside you all in your marriage um, and having you all walk alongside me and Michaela as well. Uh, but, man, I, I kind of, you know, our, our story kind of ended um, at, at Wesleyan, Kentucky Wesleyan, when I left our sophomore year. Um, I know that you stayed to graduate. You stayed to be the president of Sigma Nu. 
Uh, but man, I kind of want, if you don't care, just kind of give us some insight of what you did after college, like what, what your life looked like when you graduated Kentucky Wesleyan. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my junior year, so at K-Dub, I was going for um, a business administration degree. Um, I ended up getting that bachelor's degree. But my junior year, uh, my, my dad came to me and he said, hey, you know, I want this opportunity. I want to work with you. So my dad's background is construction. Um, he's done. A, he's had a lot of years in project management specifically. So uh, we started um, our own, you know, subcon, you know, like we have subcontractors, we do project management for construction. So we started that my junior year. Um, I started really doing that full time, going to school full time. And, you know, at first, you know, it's, it's business. You start one thing and you think it's going to be one thing. And then, you know, like we're going to talk about for the rest of this podcast, you know, you think one thing, God's got a different plan and his plan's always right. Um, so we did that for a little bit, you know, the, the, the business changed, you know, finally started picking up and we didn't think it would. And the business has ups and downs, you know, a lot of times it's worse days than good, but you know, that is what it is. But, um, more specifically, you know, I'll talk more about my marriage. So, um, originally we had planned to get married, um, last spring and then we moved it to this spring and then we ended up moving it to December. So we got married, uh, December 28th, 2019, um, and going into that, which my dad is a pastor, her dad's a pastor, her grandfather's a pastor. So we have this huge family of, you know, evangelists and, you know, God fearing, God loving people. Um, and, you know, and they're all, you know, their big thing was you need to do premarital counseling, not just um, so you guys know how to live with each other, but also so you guys know where God is supposed to be in your in your marriage, you know, not just in your life, but in your marriage. And we kind of uh, skipped out, missed out, however you want to put it on that. So we got married December 28th, um, went on our honeymoon, came back. And, you know, everybody says that, you know, the first year of marriage is rough and I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it is. <laughs> um, it's tough. But if she was here, she'd say the same thing. You know, you know we've been through a lot together just in the three months we've been married, but I love her to death. I love her so much. She's loved my life. Um, but just to dive into our story, you know, we, we had some problems, you know, we, we were, you know, even though we have known each other for nine years and we knew, you know, in our minds, you know, in our hearts, eventually one day we're going to get married. Like it, it was just going to happen. And we got married and, and we had those struggles, you know, it wasn't that, um, we didn't like each other. It wasn't that we didn't know each other. Um, it wasn't that we had the secrets or anything like that, but there was a problem. There was an underlying problem and we didn't know what it was. Um, so, you know, there were, there were, you know, the bad nights and things like that. And what made it worse is at the time, you know, business for me wasn't great. You know, it wasn't, you know, work wasn't there for construction, you know, in the, in the winter it's down a little bit, but um, and then for her, she was having some issues at work or whatever. And so money was an issue. And, and we had, you know, we we felt like God was definitely not in the center of our marriage when we first got married. And that was the biggest issue. And, um, you know, I, I'll be the first one to say, you know, we we went to um, thankfully, you know, the Lord um, gave us um, care. You know, we got into marriage counseling, which we saw as our premarital counseling after the fact. Uh, you know, at first I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go at all. I was, um, you know, I felt like, you know, we just got married. We're going to figure this out. We're just going to make it work. And um, so we go to the counseling. We start going through the sessions and, you know, you're kind of it's a whole lot of, you know, 
what do you want to do? What is, what does she want to do? How can you make those things come together? And, but the, the main thing that we saw in that was, you know, God needs to be first. You know, it's not about, um, you getting what you want and her getting what she wants. It's if you put God first, he's going to make it work. Um, so, you know, we're in the middle of counseling, um, at the time, you know, works very slow for me. Um, very, you know, not a lot of income on my end. Um, you know, we get to the point where, you know, Hannah unfortunately loses her job. So, you know, the only income we have is Hannah's, you know, she does embroidery at home. So, you know, that's the only income we have. So we have a lot going on. You know, you go from graduating college with a bachelor's degree thinking, okay, I've done what I've been told to do. Um, you know, the, the society says, go to college, get your degree. When you get out, you're golden, like life's good. So, you know, you do that. But here I said, I've been married, you know, for a month. My wife and I are disagreeing. I've got a job that's not paying. I've got, you know, or there's a lot going on. And then you and I went and played golf one day and I was like, Connor, I don't know where God's at, you know, and, and for, a guy who grew up in church, a guy whose father preaches to his congregation every week, and he's a God-free man. He's an incredible man, um, you know, loves the Lord. And it's not, you know, it's not him. It was me. You know, it was me and, and Hannah is, you know, we thought we were in a position where it was us. We're going to do what we got to do because we know what's right. Yeah. And, you know, you and I go and play golf, and I'm like, Connor, I don't know where God's at. You know, I'm lost. Like, I, yeah. you know, I. I'm trying to do things on my own. And you, the, the most true thing you've ever said is we were, we were talking about this coronavirus and you said, you know, people weren't working. People weren't watching sports, which I love golf and the masters is canceled and I'm very upset, but you know, God, you said, God says, if you want to put your job first, I'll take it away. You know, if you want to put sports before me, I'll take them away. If you, you know, all these things and here and when you said that, that was nothing had ever been said to me more true. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? Like, I can't. You know, it's always been said to me, you're not gonna, you know, let God do what He's got to do. And it never clicked to me. But in that moment, I was like, you know, you're right. Like, it's it's not me. I can't do it on my own. You know, it's it's not me. I can't do it. Right. And since then, you know, and and everybody has their turnaround, their success story. But what I, you know. God has given me a job, you know, in the midst of this pandemic that it's being called, you know, people are out of work, drawings, unemployment. I'm going to work every day. Yeah. You know, Hannah's business is doing extremely well for, you know, it, nothing that we've done, nothing that I did, nothing that she's done. God's pro providing for us, you know, and I feel like I've never been closer in the past few years to my family as I am now. I feel like Hannah, you know, same for her. And I think that we've never been as tight, you know, just in our marriage. And the thing, and, and I feel like it's, you know, when you open the word of God and you read, it doesn't matter what you read. God's going to teach you, show you what he wants to show you. Yeah. And um, to go with that, it's another thing for me, everybody, I feel like growing up, everybody always told me what to do and they came from a true place, but I never wanted to hear it. Yeah. And now Go like getting jumping, you know, knee deep into life, and it's so true. You know, just let God work. Yeah. And you know, for somebody our age, I think that's so hard to do. And and I think, uh, you know, I hope that if nothing else out of this podcast, that you know, it, those who are going through the struggle in life right now, 
just know that like when people say you're not alone, you're not the only one doing it. You're not, you know, I I feel like a month ago, you know, I could have, you know, slipped into, you know, some pretty low spots and for very good reason. A lot of people, uh, you know, my wife and I talk about this all the time. A lot of people who got, get to the point that we were at, they go, they do some bad things because they don't know where to go, you know? And as simple as it may seem opening the word and reading whatever's in front of you, God's going to say, Hey, I got you. You know, there's nothing that he's going to tell you, get out of your own way. Let me guide you. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, that's so hard to understand for someone who doesn't know the Lord. And, and it, and even for me being blind to it, you know, growing up in the church and, and sitting here at, you know, my age saying, I've got it, you know, how, that, you know, that's so elementary. You know, why yeah. am I doing that? And it's, you know, it's not a success story. You know, we're very beginning, you know, very early on this journey and same as you and Michaela, and we're trying to figure this thing out. But, um, you know, life's tough. Life gets yeah. real hard real fast. Yeah. And um, it's, yeah, you just let God do his thing. Yeah. Well, Braxton, you know, I don't, I don't want to give away too much. Um, I don't want to, you know, too much, per- too many personal things. Um, but if I could back up real quick, man, I just want to be honest with you. Um, and this kind of brings us all for full circle. Um, but I think back to our freshman year of college um, and you tell me about Hannah and you tell me how long you all been together. And I finally um, see you two together and interact with you all. And I honestly, I don't know if I've told you this, but I think they're never going to make it. Hmm. Um, that was just my mindset. I thought they're never going to make it. Um, and then the road got rocky and things happened and y'all kind of stopped dating for a while. And during that time, you you told me you knew that God was the one or that Hannah was the one God had for you. And you might have tried to date some other people, but you always came back to me and said, Hannah's the one I want to be with. And what you I don't know that you knew until a little later in life, um, a few months, is that on the same side, the same thing was going on with Hannah. You know, if, if I can put a name on my position in your own relationship, I was kind of the middleman at this point. You know, she tried dating some other people, but always came back to me and said, I know God, I know Braxton is the one that God has for me. I don't want to be with anybody but him. Um, and so when I when I left Wesleyan, man, one of the greatest joys was being able to be a part of your all's um, relationship, um, but not in a weird way, you know, like not, you, you all weren't communicating through me. I was just kind of the tape holding it together at that point. Um, you know, I wasn't in the greatest place with the Lord at that point in my life. Um, but to say those things, you know, as, as I left Wesleyan, you and Hannah were great. Um, relationship was good. Um, and then we had stepped, the Lord kind of brought us back together, me and you. Um, and then you called me and said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to propose to Hannah. And in that moment, I knew that Hannah was the one God had for you. And it was very clear to me through everything. Um, I was able to stand, um, on your side during the wedding one of the greatest joys, and just a little disclaimer here, Braxton has always been the better friend um, in our friendship. You know, he came to my graduation. I didn't go to his. Um, he was in, or he wasn't in my wedding, but I was in his. Um, so I say that to say that Braxton really was always the better friend. Um, and I'm thankful that God has put him in my life. But Braxton, I say these things to, you know, and I first want to just, you know, another disclaimer here is I'm not perfect by any means. We're not professionals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I need God. I need God's grace every day. 
Um, and I hope that you know that. And I hope that y'all that are listening knows that and you don't get the vibe that I'm perfect because I'm not by any means. Um, but I say those things, man, that after your wedding, you know, you and Hannah went on your honeymoon and you came back and life was good for about a week. Right. And then work slowed down. Business got hard. Um, and you know, if I, if I can throw this in there, if not, I apologize, but man, I remember me telling you just have faith in God. And you looked at me and you said, man, I'm tired of hearing that. Hmm. And I don't want to say that to degrade you on social, on any platform at all. Hmm. Um, but I just say that here to say that that feeling's real. Absolutely. You know, uh, the whole mentality of what Braxton has just talked about and the whole mentality of the theme of this episode is life gets rough. Right. Um, and God calls us to abide in him. Be still and know that I am God. Um, and Braxton, to watch you work through this um, pandemic, um, you know, you've got a job now. You're providing for your family. You're in the Lord's will. Right. You're seeking God daily. Absolutely. Man, I'm proud of you. Uh, you know. And anything else I can say about you, but I'm proud of you. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I just want you to know, and I want the listeners to know how, you know, you you can say that I'm the better friend, but the reality is, is I wouldn't be where I'm at in life without you. I mean, that's just so true. And, you know, going back to college and my enhanced relationship, really and truly, I made a lot of stupid decisions regarding my relationship with Hannah. And um, I know you had a friendship with her for a long time, you know, before me and, um, you know, you were able to keep me connected to her and, and keep our relationship alive. And, yeah. um, you know, as a, as a man, I feel like a lot of things that we do is for our wives. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I do a lot, everything in my life is for, for God first and Hannah second. And, you know, if, if, if it wasn't for you and with, you know, keeping Hannah and I together, I don't know where I'd be, but, you know, you going back to you saying, you know, me in that comment, um, that's, that's, that's exactly where I was at, you know, and the, the, the hardest part about that is, like I've said many times before is, you know, growing up the way I did and being around the people I am, you would think that I would be the person outside, you know, when somebody's outside looking in to say that guy right there has what they call God, why is he doing what he does? Yeah. You know, and that's just saying, you know, we're not perfect. We're not God. You know, he, we literally need him daily. Um, and he says, open, you know, open a word and feast, you know, yeah. read and I will show you. Um, and and that's just the reality, because like I say, we were at a low, low and, you know, God, I have seen time and time again, God work through you in my life specifically um, to keep me on track because you are the person that God has put in my life to say, hey, when you're off track, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to let Connor tell you like it is. And, yeah. and I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me insert some scripture here. Um, Isaiah 41 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I mean, and, I, and I read that verse and it applies here. Absolutely. So do not fear, for I am with you. You know, even when we've both been at our lowest, um, even the struggles that you've came through, you've been through, um, you know, do not fear. And, it, you know, you all that are listening um, in the in the middle of this pandemic, you know, I, I can't I can't think of a more perfect um, verse theme person to talk about this with, because I, I feel like 
during this pandemic, there's so many uncertainties. Yeah. Don't know, we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what next week holds. But but I know the one that does know, right? Yeah, and absolutely. in his time, this will all be taken care of. Um, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am God. I will strengthen you and help you. The Lord has promised good to us. The Lord promises when times are tough to strengthen us and help us. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Um, so you all that are listening, I, I hope you, um, you're encouraged. I hope that you um, will share this and you will listen to this. Um, and that you will just remain faithful to the things that God has given you. Um, even during these times and times and days to come, um, it'll be hard. Um, even when you feel like you're at rock bottom and you feel like you can't get up and go to work or you feel like you can't do something, I promise that God will give you the strength um, to do that. Um, Braxton, you got any other closing thoughts, my man? Uh, I would just say, you know, to add to what you're saying, you know, even though um, just a recent grad, 23 years old, you know, newly married, all that kind of thing, you know, being a nobody, basically, I just want you guys to know that in my lifetime, I have come to know that God is the only answer. Yeah. You know, when you when you don't have a job and your marriage is rocky and literally the things that I've been through and everybody's been through literally do what everybody says. And and, and, and God, it's not just people telling you that it's God telling them to tell you, yeah. you know, wrap your head around that and and just know that everybody that's around you that's encouraging you. That's God. Yeah, that's God. Yeah. Um, and, and these things are only things that God can provide for us. No matter where we turn, no matter what we try to do, um, it's God. Absolutely. Right? God's the only answer. Yep. Um, and we don't say that to sound cliche. We, we don't say that because Braxton's dad's a pastor. We don't say that because I'm a pastor. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It's just truth. Um, and, you know, man, I, I, once again, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for our friendship. And I'm thankful that God is still allowing us, even, you know, five years later, um, to encourage each other, to build each other up and help each other along. Absolutely. Um, so if you don't have anything else. Love you, bro. Love you, man. Well, guys, we, we hope once again that you're encouraged on this episode of the Impact Podcast. Um, and until next week, we're out.